Hi, this is Robin. And this is Olivia, and you're listening to K-Pop Hotsheet. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and YouTube at K-Pop Hotsheet and rate us on Apple Music and Spotify if you enjoyed the show. So today we're going to revisit one of our past hot topics. We talked about this first in episode six um, with top drama, 5050s legal woes, and shiny going hard. So going back to 5050, they're in the news again. So the update here, um, back when we first talked about this, we were kind of siding with the girls. It sounded like Attract was being paranoid and weird and kind of aggressive at that time. But now about two months have passed, I think, since the drama first started and now. And most recently on August 28th, a judge dismissed 5050's injunction to suspend its contract with Attract. Um, so if you need kind of the backgrounder, I'd recommend going back to our episode six conversation. But I feel like this has been huge news in the K-pop world. So most people are probably familiar with what's been going on. Well, yeah, because they kind of they they got so viral so quickly. They were the hot rising group. And then all of a sudden, all of this stuff came down and it was surprising. And it was like, what is going on? And it was messy. So yeah, and they basically kind of disappeared. I mean, they had their song come out in the Barbie soundtrack. But that was probably like because it was like scheduled to come out and it was so big that like they're probably just like, okay, you can't like stop this. But they've been nothing since then. They were, I think they were supposed to go to a KCON or something. I don't know. I don't know if it was KCON, but there was some like uh, concert that was happening here and they didn't go. So there goes that. Yeah, I'm sure if none of this happened, they would have done. A lot of things. Um, but yeah, promotions essentially stopped out in their tracks. There was this whole court drama. So at the end here, well, maybe the end, maybe not. The court found that although the company Attract um, did fail to notify the members of data related to income distribution, it wasn't all often enough to break the exclusive contract between the two parties. So... Um, the court also determined that the company didn't neglect members' health or force them to perform despite their health conditions. But it sounds like the girls are going to appeal. Their legal attorney um, said, we've decided to appeal immediately. We believe that the arguments made during the hearing for the injunction need to be tried at a formal court of law. In addition to the decision to discard the the injunction, we will also be filing a lawsuit on the allegations made during the injunction process. So the girls' legal team is still going hard on this, and I just feel like it's not it's not good for them at this point. You know what I wonder, though, too? This is me watching my K-dramas, but I also, part of me thinks, what if they are in the right, like we initially thought, but it's just a matter also of, like, who has the better legal team and the money to be able to just... Even if they have evidence, maybe their evidence isn't strong enough or they have, you know, because how many times even with like murder cases, it's like it's very obvious like they did it. But if you don't have the evidence, the court can't like legally say, yes, you're guilty or something like that. You know, so I wonder if there's something at play there or if it just, you know, they thought maybe they were big enough to be able to fight back and maybe make a little more money out of, like, all the success that they were getting. And now it's, like, messy, and they're probably going to just disband. 
at this point. Honestly, I I think there's an element of like the terms and conditions that are used in these contracts are industry standard, but they're vague. So Mm -hmm. the courts are like, well, there's been precedent set already that this is normal. This is industry standard. Like this is how it works. So there's, I'm sure Mm. that it's completely unfair in certain aspects and that like ethically and morally speaking, maybe they are completely right in responding the way that they are, but it's not going to hold up in court. Mm -hmm. I think they just didn't like, even though they got so popular, they didn't have enough power to change it. You know what I mean? That I I also, I think they're probably right though. Cause it's, you know, the part that you said it, it was related to income distribution. Um, that's probably them being like, oh, we, we probably made so much money out of us, but we didn't get to see any of that. And they were probably trying to fight it and probably trying to, you know, strike a deal with someone else that would help them become bigger and make more money and become global superstars. But now it's like, I wonder, who knows? Maybe they'll make like the comeback of the century and, you know, I don't know, go with someone else if their company decides to let them go or... Maybe they'll be petty and just uh, keep them but not give them um, opportunities because we've seen that happen with groups and solo artists, you know, in other, in other, um, you know, in, uh, not industries. I'm trying to think like other, um, like what's YGSM? What would you call yeah. them? Other companies. <laughs> Couldn't think of the word. <laughs> but yeah, I, and the interesting part actually is this one word and this might be a lost in translation thing or, but probably not. Mm-hmm. But the statement that although they attract did fail to notify 5050 of data related to income distribution, it was not often enough to break the exclusive contract. So, like, they were not notifying them of certain things, but it wasn't like. But it's what you were saying. It was probably vague enough. That's, that's like, it's probably wrong. But But, at the same time, like, going back to your point, they achieve success so quickly that, like, how often is not often enough when we're talking about potentially millions of dollars in a short, short, short span of time? I mean, you know what? That brings up a really good point. But they probably didn't, like, when they first launched this group, it's a rookie group. It's like, yes, someone could go viral, but it's very rare. So more often than likely, you're not going to think they're going to get so big so quickly. And... You know, they probably, as rookie girls, just signed whatever, you know, and then it's kind of going back, not going back, but after the fact, hindsight is twenty twenty. they probably saw they got so big and then maybe people start asking questions, their parents or other people, you know, that are around them. Um, and then you, you look into it, but if the contract is vague enough where it's probably like a standard rookie contract, like what are you going to do, right? How can you fight it? Well, well, they're trying, I guess. <laughs> they're they're trying. They're going to appeal the decision. We'll see what happens. I can't imagine that they're going to win the appeal, but... I don't think so. Um, yeah. But also, so now Attract, mm-hmm. they're getting money. They're launching new things. On mm-hmm. August 31st, a Singaporean investment company called Evergreen Group Holdings announced its promise to pull an investment of nearly $7.6 million dollars which is about 10 billion Korean won for the K-pop agency by the end of September. Wow. So they are getting an overseas investment mm-hmm. this month. 
And then a couple of days later, on September 3rd, Attract announced it's launching a new girl group project. And hmm. it seems as if there's... It really feels like there was a flip in how people, including us, how people were feeling about the 50-50 thing. Like, we went from being like, ooh, Attract seems maybe shady or weird, and then things started coming to light. The whole legal battle played out. And now people are really looking forward to this girl group project. Um, there's a couple of quotes from netizen comments um, saying, Once the new group debuts, I bet the members will receive a lot of attention. Even non-K-pop fans will give them a listen. I mean, here's one quote. The CEO seems to be a great dude, and it became clear that Attract treats its trainees well. So I hope a lot of smart, talented trainees audition to make their dreams come true. Very interesting, yeah. And also this other one about the CEO. So now everybody's like really on a track side. Quote, the CEO must have gone through hell both financially and mentally. I hope he finds the members he deserves and for them to become a huge hit. Wow. I mean, listen, it's like you just like never 100% know, right? It's like a he said, she said type thing. And there's like always two sides to the story. Some may even argue a third side, right? Because there's a two parties and there's also kind of like the the truth on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's, there's you know, probably truths to both sides. Um, and I haven't like gone too deep into this to know about the CEO. Like uh, the fact, you know, they ha- it sounds like in the article they have like little tidbits where they say like it sounds like a really great CEO, but I don't know what made him great. Um, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like in, in, one, in one sense they it went to their not went to their head but they probably thought they could get away with getting a lot more because they got so big but um i I think they kind of like shot themselves in the foot by making enemies i guess with like their main um company so if a track for whatever reason decides to be like well f you guys after this whole thing and it looks like it because they're going already towards a new girl group like so quickly to start a new girl group project when you already have a girl group that um has a name has a song like you know could give you money uh that kind of shows already to me that they're ready to kind of like leave them in the dust so unless 50 50 can find someone else that will take like take them in maybe warner music career will take them in because they were the ones that were trying to like poach them or something right on this yeah. like yeah so maybe someone else like maybe they, they're they're gonna be good but I'm very interested to see how this plays out. I didn't know this would, like, drag so long, you know? Yeah. Oh, I do want to read one more comment from this article um, talking about uh, the new girl group from a track saying, mm-hmm. quote, call the new group Cupid. Ah! <laughs> that would be, like, the highest level of petty. I fucking love that. <laughs> I actually, I love that too. It is cute. Wait, how has there not been a K-pop group called Cupid yet? Maybe there has been, but we don't know. I don't know. But yeah. That would be a great, a different episode to be like, what are the best, like, rank the best groups, like names and also the most ridiculous names? Oh, the most ridiculous ones where it's just numbers and letters and symbols and you're like, how do I say this? Is it a word? I'm going to. Yeah, I don't want to get any any hate because they're pretty new, but Zero Base One, like, what the hell? And there's ZB One. Yeah, I... I'm like, what does that even mean, Zero Base One? Okay, whatever. Well, this is going to be another episode. <laughs> yeah, but all of these 
translated comments from Korean netizens all came from Koreaboo, which is taking us to our next topic here. Um, so this is something I've wanted to talk to Olivia about basically forever, but if you listen to our very first episode where we debut and introduce ourselves as podcasters, um, the whole reason that Olivia and I started talking about K-pop and becoming friends through work is that I saw that in the past she had worked at Koreaboo. <laughs> so I've always wanted to hear all about it. So I'm basically going to interview Olivia ask a bunch of questions um because i really don't know anything about your time yeah at korea Boo. oh my god i have to like go back in the archives in my memories but um yeah ask away this is gonna be fun so we'll start at the beginning so how did you start working there like how'd you hear about it how did you apply yeah okay so I mean, obviously, I've been a K-pop fan um, since, um, I guess, I, I say K-pop fan, but honestly, it's like a K-culture fan, right? Because I started with the drama, so it wasn't like K-pop specifically, in uh, high school. And, I mean, I don't know how I first, like, started getting into Korea, but obviously, we know, like, the kind of the top three uh, sites for English Korean entertainment comment, uh, co- content is Koreaboo, All K-Pop, and Soompi. Um, They've all kind of formed into their own niches and, and how they like run the sites and what they post and everything. But in general, those are the three sites that you would go to. So I don't know at what point I started going there more or whatever. Um, but so now this is like co- around college time. I want to say like my senior year, like I was close to graduating and Maybe it was via their site or somewhere where I saw that they were looking for interns. Um, so it's like unpaid internship, obviously, but you'd be an intern. You'd be able to um, write articles on the site about, you know, your favorite artists. Like, obviously, they do a lot of listicles, which is fun. And, you know, when I was graduating, like, college, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I was like, that sounds really fun. Like, if I get that, you know, and I applied and I got the into the internship program um not that i'm sure it wasn't very like hard or <laughs> to get into um did you have so, to interview or anything no 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 no. i think i just like i mean i don't remember a hundred percent because it was so long ago but i probably just had to like maybe write like a sample article and just like maybe write like who who i like and blah 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 you know so it's like it's it's free you're an intern so as long as you can like right and you're a k-pop fan i'm sure they were like fine come you know yeah so how many years ago was, was this though because i just want to preface the fact that like nowadays if you can write and you're a k-pop fan you're probably not getting any internships there's way too many of us now <laughs> yeah well i mean there's still there's still a, i'm sure there are people that write they're not interns like they probably get paid, right right get paid now um but yeah but the competition a- is yeah, and you actually have to be kind of good. You're not just going to be like anyone off the street. You know what I mean? Not yeah. that I was like off the streets, but it was probably easier then to just be like, find. I mean, listen, we've talked about this before. Back then, you could even like, and I'm sure you could still do it now, but back then when we didn't have like a Netflix or a Vicky, people were fan translating and doing all that work themselves. Mm-hmm. And you could, you you would join these like groups of people that were like, um, 
you know, they would have everything. They would have a QA person. They would have a person that like times it. They would have a person that um, gives like writes the whole script and translates it. Like they had everything, right? So it's like nowadays you, you don't need to do that because it's already been happening by these big groups. Um, but anyway, so that was around 2014. That was when I dating myself, I guess, but <laughs> graduated um, college. And I was also starting... Um, my because I was interning in real life <laughs> in adult life um, at WNBC and when I graduated I was able to like extend the internship but it became kind of like a one-year thing where I could work at WNBC still for like one year after college and I remember at the same time I was also doing this like unpaid internship with Koreaboo and but like I loved it you know because it was like on one end, I was, like, doing this thing on the side that was, like, my, quote-unquote, like, real life, getting money, like, working at um, a new station. And I, I wanted at that point to get into kind of entertainment news. So this was, like, to me, it felt like a nice stepping stone because I was doing Korean entertainment news. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, in the American world, like, doing news, but, like, eventually, hopefully, going into, um, you know, American entertainment news or whatever life would take me. I don't know. I was just trying things out. And I remember also because of my schedule, um, I used to work from like 2 p.m. to 11 p.m. So I had my morning free up until let's say like at noontime, I would have to like leave my house to get to the city. And I would wake up at like 5 or 6 a.m. to do my articles for the day in Koreaboo because I had the morning and then I'd leave to go to work, you know, like I had it all kind of like and nowadays I'm like, I can't even like I can barely wake up now to do even go to the gym. <laughs> but I had so much like passion and drive that I was like, oh, I wanted to do this. and I was doing it for free. Right. A you labor I mean? of love. Yeah. Kind of like yeah. why we're doing this podcast. We're not getting paid yeah. for this. <laughs> it was so much fun. And we had a Slack group. Um, they, they, I think they still have a Slack group. But like and I, I don't know if it's like a nostalgia thing, but have you ever been at work? Like, have you ever worked in a place and you meet someone that's been there for years and they're like, oh, like 10 years ago, working here was like so great. Like, that's how it feels like, like working for KBU back then. It was like, and I still talk to some of the girls that I knew from then. You know what I mean? I still watch like Korean dramas with one of them. Um, So it's like you built these friendships and we used to have like slack groups like different slack groups like we had a girl one just the girls um like for dogs whatever it was just so much fun such a good community you know um and back then too it was very interesting because at first we were writing articles like when i joined it was at the cusp of they were they used to just have articles on tumblr and we would oh post god. them there. I know. Oh my god. And we were like posting things on Tumblr and we transitioned to a website so that was like I just remember that I'm like oh my god like wow. I've been from from Tumblr we went to a website and then we were using WordPress to write the articles which they probably still are using because that's what I was using also when we were in Korea. Um, but wow, that was a long story just for the internship part. So that was just the internship. <laughs> no, that's so that's so interesting. That when you were an intern, did you have like a certain like how was work assigned to you? Uh, I'm trying to. Like, I don't know from the my, when I was an intern how we did it. It must have been the same because now, I'm, you know, there was, and we'll go into this, there was a gap for me being an intern to then coming back and working for them. But basically, there would, like, there would, 
Maybe it was, maybe we would go and find, I feel like maybe when we were an intern, we could go do whatever we wanted as long as we found something interesting. Um, later on when I worked, it, there was more of like a process of like people would pitch things and someone would like, like an edit, like a higher up person would choose which ones were worth it and put them in like a queue. You know what I mean? And then people could go and grab one and be like, I'm doing this or I got this. You would put like their name and assign it and you do the article. Um, but you would have like quotas for the day, right? Be like, at least write like three to five articles a day. You got know it. what I mean? Something like that, which wasn't like crazy, but oh my God, back then too, it's like, listen, like I'm not like fluent, fluent in Korea. And then back then I was even like, not as fluent as I am now, I guess, you know what I mean? And we were then going on sites that were in Korean and just using Google translate plus whatever we knew in Korean, um, to like see what it was saying and then kind of write the article. You know what I mean? Like it was to that extent. And not all the interns, a lot of the interns weren't Korean. And we had some people that were, so they could help, especially if it was something that was a bit more heavy or like there was Korean netizen comments and they would like translate for us and give us the stuff. And then we would like write the article. Um, But if we had ideas to do, oh my God, I just had more flashbacks. Like ideas to do like... um, Stuff that we like, like BuzzFeed like, uh, we were given that ability. So like I had one section that was like throwback ones, like I forget what I called it, maybe throwback Thursdays, right? And I would go into either Melon or one of those sites and um, go back in time, like that day, right? Whatever that Thursday was, I would go back like what was popular one year ago, five years ago, like whatever. And I would like post the songs and we just did like it was like a little stupid little segment um and then we had another one with actually the girl that i still watch korean dramas with and we would do reviews so we would watch dramas together back then um and obviously we live in different states so we would just like like the way we start our podcast we would put on the show and go like one two three play you know what i mean and watch (laughs) the show at the same time and then we had like this whole ranking system of like, you know, what do we give it one to five based on like plot? Like we would watch the first episode, right? Not the whole thing. And like, is it worth it? Blah, blah, blah. And we had that. Like, we, you know, we were allowed to explore and do like fun little things. And other people had other fun segments that they would do too. I love that. So how did you end up getting an official job and moving to Korea and all of that? How did yes. that all go down? Yes. Okay. So... I don't remember how long I was an intern for, but eventually, like, maybe just, like, life kind of got in the way. Probably, you know what, now that I'm thinking about it, okay, so I started in 2014, and then in 2015, my brother passed away, and I think after that, I kind of just, like, stopped a little bit, it got got less and less, and I was trying to figure out, like, myself too, like, what I wanted to do, and Interestingly enough, that year, right, I was actually preparing. I wanted to go to South Korea to teach English because I was like, oh, I could go to Korea and, you know, you get that visa to be an English teacher. And that was like my in to go to Korea. But because my brother passed away, I was like, I can't I can't go. Like I stopped. Like I had everything. I had like letters of recommendation. I had, um, you know, the application set up and I like stopped everything. Like I paused it. I was like, I'm not going to go to Korea. Obviously, I'm going to stay here. Um, and just kind of like went on with my life. Uh, that summer I went to Greece for like almost the whole summer. <clears throat> and then when I came back, I was trying to find a job. Uh, I eventually, and this was like, so it took a while from like the summertime in December, I got a job working for Extra, 
which is entertainment news. So I got into American entertainment news. Um, And I was working there and that was so much fun. I was there for about a year, just doing my thing. And then after a year of being a production assistant, I was like, what's the next step? You know me, I'm like, and I'm, I'm... I'm gonna humble brag but I'm like I'm actually pretty good at like I get up to speed with things like um I I did all I could do as a production assistant I wanted to move up and move on because I'm like I know how to do all this stuff now it's like boring to me at this point right like I want the next step but our unit in New York for extra was like so small that like there was no next step for me to be promoted because they already had like two producers so I was I was gonna stay as production assistant you know what I mean so I was just like "Mm, I want something else so I actually um, messaged, um, I, you know, I'm not going to say his name because I don't know if everyone knows his name, but the CEO of Career Boo, because we're still friendly. So I was like, hey, like, I'm just like looking and if you know anybody like or can I use you for a reference because I'm, you know, I still want to be like in the entertainment world, but also like if there's anything with like K-pop entertainment, like I'd love that, blah, 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 blah. And because I messaged him for a reference, to be my reference, he was like, oh my God, uh, actually, like, I'm looking to hire people. Like, do you want to work for me? And at the time, uh, based on what I was making at Extra, but like with commuting and blah, 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 right? What I was going to make at Koreaboo was like basically going to be the same and then I'd be working from home. And this was pre-COVID, right? Because... It was great. I'm like, okay, so I'm going to work from home. I'm going to get paid to write articles and like be like an editor. I would also like um, manage the new interns. So I was like, this sounds like a great gig. Like, why not until I figure out something else? So I got that right. A month into doing that. So I quit my job at Extra, blah, blah, blah. And started career book. A month into doing that. Um, he flew me to South Korea for like a week just to be like, oh, come meet the team because like they had a team there. So I was like, oh, great. Okay. So I went to South Korea. Um, I was there for like, actually, I think I was there for a month maybe. I don't remember. Maybe a couple weeks or a month. Um, and towards the end of it, I thought I was just going just to like, okay. And towards the end of it, he basically gave me an offer. Be like, do you actually want to come here? Like move to Korea and work from here? Because they were working out of like a, almost like a, a WeWork but not a WeWork. You know, they had like a little office. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, okay, that's a... L- okay, it was a lot. It was very interesting, but it was just a lot for me to think about. It's not easy to just get up and move to a whole other country and then thinking about like my mom too, like leaving her behind and everything. So I came back, had a lot of talks, a lot of crying sessions, trying to figure it out. What's the right thing to do? What's not the right thing to do? And something inside me was just like, if I don't do it now, when am I going to do it? Like, this is the perfect time. That was like my early 20s. I must have been 23 or 24. I was like, I'm I'm not in a relationship right now. Like, it's not like, uh, you know, I have a house and a husband and kids. Like, this is the best time for me to go and do it, even if it's just for one year, just to say I did it. And the reason why I brought up the thing with teaching in English, I felt like this was like a, almost a sign because I didn't get a chance to go then and I wanted to do that then to go to Korea. And I was going to do that for a year too, you know? And it like the opportunity kind of came back to me in this like amazing way. Yeah, an so even like, better opportunity. Yeah, like I can't give that up. So I made the decision to go and I ended up in South Korea um, working at Career Boo. 
So that was like the preamble of how I got there from intern to actually um, getting paid to work there. So how, okay, I'm probably going to ask too many questions. I'll try not to go on for too long, but how did you end up like getting a place to live? And Oh, that, that all came from, from our CEO. Like he handled all of that. We didn't oh, have to pay for so that. Oh, that's so amazing. Wait, I'm sorry. So were you basically like an idol training? You got dormed or something? Like how does... So, okay, so, I mean, I guess you can call it a dorm, but so at first he did ask me, like, do you want a roommate or do you want your own place? So I had my choice, but I, at first I felt like, oh, because I'm going to be in this new country all by myself, like, I'd rather have a roommate, you know what I mean? So I was actually with one other girl, um, so we actually had an apartment together, um, and it was like near the office, like walking distance, and actually some of the guys lived downstairs, so we were actually like in the same building. But later on, that girl ended up moving back to the States. And then um, he he gave me a choice again. He's like, do you want to stay there? But like it, would, it was a two bedroom place or like, do you want to go? And it wasn't anything extravagant, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, or do you want like your own little space? And that then I was like, now I kind of want my own space. So I moved into it was really small. It was like a studio. Like literally you walk in. I could probably find the Airbnb later and send you pictures. Like you walk in and it was like the bed, the kitchen, the bathroom. Like that's it. Yeah. yeah. But it was so cute. For me, it was like my little place and it was just for me. Um, and I didn't have to like deal with having a roommate or anything, you know. And I was more confident now. Like I had friends. I was going to church. There was like, a community that like I didn't feel like oh, I'm in a country all by myself. So that's how, yeah, so he paid for it. Obviously, we still got paid. Like, we didn't get paid that, that much, that great. But you didn't have to worry about, um, you know, housing expenses or anything or, like, tickets. Like, if, if we ever had to fly back to the States or if we wanted to, whatever, like, he paid all of that. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. What, what part of the city was the office? In, in Gangnam. No, what? Yes, yes. <laughs> it was really nice. It was in Gangnam. Baller. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because I told you it was like a WeWork situation. So that was like where that would be, you know? Yeah. Um. So I lived near there, near the office. It was like literally like a five to ten minute walk uh, at first. And then later when I moved, I was near Bampo. I was more near Bampo Bridge. So I had to actually, I could still walk to the office. It'd probably take 15 to 20 minutes or I could take the train like one stop. Um, so I moved a little further later, but, um, it was still pretty close. Like I could also from Gangnam, like I could walk, you know, back, back to my new house too. And I, I did once at night and it wasn't fun. I thought I was like being chased by this guy. Oh. <laughs> that could be a different story. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but I mean, most of the time Korea is pretty fucking safe. So that's why I was probably walking at night. So what did you, like, what was the day to day like? Um, so we would... I'm trying to think back because we had like different stuff but mo- I mean most of the time like I said like at that point now I was more like editor manager I could I would still write articles but we had interns to manage it was more like editing so I could write an article if I liked or if I had something interesting that I was working on I think one time I like um ranked some k-dramas or I did something a listicle right but I would spend also my day editing people's articles like sending it back to them if they were missing stuff or like we had like I guess guidelines or standards or like what articles needed if it was a listicle, what to do, like always have HD pictures, um, always at least have like one line for the list or explaining something. Um, even like 
um, the title of stuff. Like there was sometimes there was like a certain way we should title things and things, words that need to be in there, you know, yeah. all the good stuff or like, you know, I don't know if they do it as much anymore right now. I mean, you know, their titles are pretty good, but there was some titles that was like, a bit cringe there was like you have to say like oh you won't believe it you know her her true identity was exposed and you won't believe what they said it was like you know those stupid like clickbaity shit yeah. but it fucking worked at some point um in the beginning days when it was like buzzfeed like i think like when i was an intern we were like fine like we didn't like it but we're like this is the titles they want we'll do it mm-hmm. later on we would like try to fight it a little more and be like why are we like writing stuff like this like what's going on um i was also in charge of um instagram and twitter at the point so i did like an i mean the instagram now is has nothing that i used to do then but um i remember like taking a look at at that point like the best meme pages i looked at like all k-pop i looked at like the way people posted on instagram and basically did almost like a mini report and i sent it to the ceo and he's like oh this is great this is very thoughtful and like and then i experimented with Instagram, experimented with how we posted about news because we also had a designer. So I would like uh, tell him like, okay, can you create like a, you know how you could do the carousels? Can you create like a template for me? So he created like a template with like an overlay of like um, how the title would go and like the colors and everything. So we would pick a cover image and the title and then like I would like basically screenshot stuff from the stories and we would like post that in the template and we basically have the stories in the carousel so you could like read them nice. um, then we experimented with being more of like a meme page so we would i would create i would actually create memes i think i must have a video and that'd be so funny if i repost it but i did like stupid funny videos um where i was kind of trying to create viral memes basically um we would, whenever there was an award show or anything, like, I'd be live tweeting, which was really fun. Like, we'd be watching it. I'd be, like, capturing, like, screen recording things, like, posting them on Twitter. I mean, I guess X now, formerly known as Twitter. Um, and I would also, oh, my God, Twitter was, like, so hard <laughs> to work with because there's been times where the image of Korea Boo was not that great, right? We had a lot of haters a lot of people on Twitter always, like, hating on us, um, saying we were biased towards twice at some point, blah, 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 whatever. It's probably because of someone who was in charge of Twitter at the time. Um, <laughs> so I was trying to um, bring make the Twitter a bit more not so biased. Like, let's, like, post about all the artists and, like, do fun things and interact and, like, post. So... That was really fun to me. And I we really got to switch the image around a little more and got more people to interact. And, like, we would do polls and blah, blah, blah. So I was in charge of all of that. And then the other really, really, really fun part that we did was um, coming up with video ideas. So we would actually go out into the streets of Seoul and we did um, Koreans React. That was um, a concept that we came up with. And... We would have, like, whenever there's a new music video come out, we would, like, be out there with an iPad and try to find people in the streets, have them watch it, and, like, give us their opinions on, like, what they thought of it. You know, some people aren't, like, big K-pop fans, but it was interesting to see what the Koreans thought of, like, the new BTS song, the new EXO song. Like, Coco Bop came out, and I had them react <laughs> to Coco Bop. I remember that. Oh, oh yeah. my god. So that was really fun. That was really fun. So a lot, that was like my day to every day was like different. You were able to like experience. It was, it was like working for a BuzzFeed in Korea, you know? 
my god, that's so fun. How long were you in Korea working there? And why did you end up leaving? Okay, so I was there for about a year and... I don't know if it was a year and a half or a year and a couple months. But essentially, there was a lot of... Uh, excuse me to my decision I mean I was initially gonna go there just for one year and see right so like best case scenario in my head was maybe I'll stay another year if anything but I was never gonna stay there forever you know because um like I wanted to come back I don't I don't think I'd see myself like living in South Korea uh forever but at that point too I think there was a lot of things maybe it's again me like maybe thinking back now that I'm talking about extra like after a year maybe I get a little bit like okay anxious of like what's the next step I want to move on I want to do something big or something more and I think it's just I I don't know if I was seeing eye to eye with the vision I felt like I didn't really have a say like a, having a seat at the table you know we've talked about this before right and not like I want to have a seat at the table but I also want to be able to like order mm-hmm. at the me- on the menu not just like sit there so I felt a little bit like that and maybe I was optimistic that being like so early on in the group that I could have had a bit more influence but I felt like I did I wasn't having any influence on like the decisions being made and not being heard you know, I felt like there was other team members that weren't pulling their weight and there was they were still there and there was like excuses being made for them, you know. Um, and I don't know, maybe I didn't know the whole story, but it's my side of like how I felt at that point. And I just felt like I think it's time to move on. I felt a little jaded and I felt like, OK, like I, I, I don't want to be just a yes man. I want to be able to contribute and I feel like I'm not contributing anything here anymore. Um so I decided to go back um, and I came back and I mean, I guess if I had wanted to, I, I could come back and still write. But I think I was just kind of done. Like that was the end of my chapter. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I I was I came back and I at first I was like, oh, maybe I'll just go back to school. And I went back to school. But then school wasn't the, you know, the option for me. And eventually I ended up, you know, where I am now. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah. and then having a crazy coworker stalk your LinkedIn, and, but then, and now you're on a podcast, <laughs> and now I'm on a podcast and doing things the way you know I want to do them. We have control over this. Um, but to be honest, though, like I always look back at the time, like towards the end, honestly, was like a little sad and stressful. Um, but I had so, so, so much fun. I'm so glad I had the opportunity. Um, and like one of the one of the girls I met from there is still my best friend to this day. We're still very close. Um, she's gonna she's a bridesmaid at my wedding, you know what I mean? Like to that extent. Like it was just moments that you like I look back nostalgically and with love, you know? Yeah. Like even if there was like bad moments, honestly it was growth moments. I was young. But, like, how can we ever get that back again, you know? Like, all of us were in our 20s, living in Korea. Like, going to work every day was so much fun. It was just, like, chill, you know? Like, we're all young kids. Um, just exploring, just being in another country. And it's, like, I wish I could go back, you know, and relive some of those some of those days. It was, um, like, a real-life yeah. K-drama. 
Yay, yeah. <laughs> I have one last question. Okay. What is either the craziest thing that you wrote about or something that's just, like, really memorable? Like, were there any huge events where you had to write about it? Uh, there was two huge events um, while I was there. So one of them was the T.O.P. stuff. That all happened while I was there. And I think we talked about it in the last um, episode. And that was just like really intense. Like I didn't know where that was going to go every day, you know. Um, but the other one that's just like in my heart and in my mind. And like I remember the day was um, Chinese Jonghyun passing away. I was in Korea when that happened. And when we got the news, it was like. It was almost like four or five o'clock, I feel like. It was like later in the day and we all stayed till like late at night in the office, like, you know, writing about it, like reading about it. It was just like the mood though too, you know, it was just like so freaking sad. Um, but those were just like the stories that unfortunately in my head, like I, they're both like kind of sad and crazy stories, but it just like pops off because it's almost like traumatic, you know? Yeah. And to be there going through that um and you can only imagine, like, with something like that, like, you're writing, like, every day because, like, the fir- at first it's, like, the breaking news. And it was unbelievable at first. We're like, what? Like, because you just see the, the news article, but there's not much info that comes out in the beginning. Just the fact that, like, it's confirmed that he passed away, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the next couple of days it's, like, well, what happened? And blah, blah, blah. And writing about that. And then it's, like, then people start you know, posting their condolences and you're writing lists of that. Um, and then there was coverage on like his funeral and all that. It was just like so, 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 so sad um, for weeks, you know? Yeah. But sorry to bring, that's a bit of like, well, no, I mean, bringing the mood down, but it was, you know, like that was the thing that like I, I would remember if you had, you know, when you asked me that question, I'm like, that's the one moment I'm like, ah, that was like tough. Right. Because like, obviously, I mean, I love shiny. So I remember all of that as it happened and reading all of those articles. But to think about it from the opposite side of being the person like mm-hmm. having to write all of that. And that's like your job, but it's this emotional, sad and like. It was really, 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 really tough. And yeah. it was so it was really sad. sudden, unexpected. I mean, it's always pretty sudden and unexpected, but I feel like back then, like, that was... Mm-hmm. That one was really big yeah. back then. Because it was also, like, it's it's happened, you know, to other people. I'm trying to think, like, he, he was just such a big star. You know what I mean? Like, he was, I think, like, one of the higher celebrity statuses that, like, passed away by suicide like that you know what I mean I feel like not not to say that it hit harder but you know when someone when you hear that someone's a bit like hearing a Beyonce passing away via suicide or something that you're like whoa like what happened you know what I mean you feel like oh they have everything it's like like, not obviously it's not right but Robin Williams and Anthony Bourdain like any sort of celebrity figure where it's like on the outside, it seems like they have it all. Like, they're not posting weird stuff on social media. They're just seemingly having this perfect life. And then all of a sudden. Yeah. 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 And it's not, I'm, I don't mean this. I hope I didn't come in a way of like, oh, like when we've heard other people pass away that are like not as big, like not that that doesn't have the same effect, but it doesn't have the same effect in the sense that like, because they're not as big, like you don't have that 
connection with them, right? Because you haven't like seen them as often, like like I don't know, listen to this music as often, or like seen them on variety shows. Like you haven't like built the connection of knowing them as a fan to feel as sad as you would for like a Jonghyun where you're like, oh my god, like from the debut and it's shining, it's a big group and like he's such a good voice and like you just like love to watch him, you know, and you like when you have that connection it's harder as a fan because you're gonna feel sadder, you know? I know. Yeah. You're like, I don't know. Oh. Well. I I didn't think I'd have this much to talk about. I was like, when you were like, oh, let's do this career booth thing. I was like, wow. And we're like an hour in. I'm like, I was scared. I'm like, what am I going to say? Oh, no. (laughs) And I tried to like rein in all of my questions. I could have asked you more. But I think we covered all of the the hot hot topics. Hot hot topics. No, it was. It was fun. I really like this. Almost like a little therapy session for me going back in time. Thank you for sharing all of that. Well, thank you for listening to to me blab on about that for an hour. No, I love I love hearing about that. Oh, and it makes me reminisce. Oh, if we could you guys, anybody listening to this, if anybody in their twenties listens to this thing, go do whatever you want to do have all of these great experiences even if they're scary because you will Mm -hmm. look back and like i just i can't i can't But a hundred percent because for me it was such a scary decision to make but i also the one thing that helped me make my decision was i never ever ever want to look back in my 80s 80s if i make it to then knock on wood you never know um and regret that I didn't do something. And this was when I thought of it like that. I'm like, if I don't go now, I am going to regret this for the rest of my life. And think, what if I went to Korea? But now I can say, I went to Korea. It didn't work out, fine. I stayed there for a year, came back, but I went there. And I had so much fun. And now, look at me. I have a K-pop podcast with my coworker. Like, it led <laughs> me to you. Like, that's crazy. We've come full circle. Yes, I love it. I love it. Also... Shout out to, is that Sajak? I hear him. Oh my god, you can hear him? <laughs> I just heard him. I'm sorry, I had to say meow. Hi, Sajak. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe he's so loud. The door's shut. Oh my god, it sounds like he's in the room with you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He's an honorary guest, all right? <laughs> oh my god. Well, he wants us to watch a music video. I think that's I why think, he's yeah, yelling. he's like, yeah, he's, he's giving us the segue, so... Moving on to like our fun section, um, I just today saw in my news that the new uh, K-pop group from SM called Rise um, just debuted with their um, song Get a Guitar, so we want to watch that. But before we get into that, let's introduce them a little bit, because I'm sure just as we didn't know about them, many others might not know them. Um, so the group's name is spelled R-I-I-Z-E. Of course. In true true SM fashion, they gotta do fun, I'm just gonna say stupid shit, but I'm gonna say fun shit like that, you know? (laughs) We can can say it's stupid shit. (laughs) So it combines the words rise and realize, and I just realized there's no Z in either of those words. No, there's a Z in realize. I think that it's it's an S if you're British. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. So I'm not American. I didn't catch that. Um, So, okay, so Rise. Combines Rise and Realize, expressing the idea that the group will join together as one and realize their aspirations. (laughs) So, okay, this this gives me very um, 
uh, HOT. Because weren't they, weren't, aren't they like high five of teenagers or something? Like some stupid name. Oh, God. I don't. Yeah, HOT stands for something weird. And it gives me like those vibes. Of yeah, like, there's oh, like. They come together. There's a lot. I mean, most groups have. I'm, I'm gonna say stupid shit for their names. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. We still love them though. I mean, come on. Okay, sorry. BTS. Bang Tang Sonyeondan. Bulletproof Boy Scouts. Like. <laughs> We still love them. They still made it, so it's fine. Um, so the ensemble's musical style is said to be emotional pop. So I'm actually very interested in like what that sounds like. Um, the group is seven members. I feel like that's like the new number to hit. I'm going to go back to BTS, right? They were seven, so I wonder if they're trying to do something here. Um, and it's comprised of Shotaro, Unsok, Seungchan, Wonbin, Seunghan, Sohee, and Anton. <laughs> And Anton. Uh, and Anton. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, they're already pretty popular. Just four days after their account was created, their Instagram profile surpassed 1 million followers, making them the fastest K-pop group to reach that milestone, which is insane. Uh, and they've already recorded over 1 million pre-orders of their debut album. So... The, you know, the uh, expectations are high for this group, I'm going to say, if they're getting all that. Wait, I have a question, and I don't know if you can answer it. Were they mm-hmm. for- <laughs> were they formed off of a, um, like, competition show or anything? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think they were just, like, trainees. Okay. So two of them, actually, Shotaro and Sungchan, were both part of NCT. And they left NCT, like, early in their year, and people were apparently distraught. But I guess it was because they were going to debut in this group. Oh. Um, yeah, and then the other ones were just, like, I think trainees. Um, and Anton, I love his name. It's, like, so unique, but it's also, like, Anton, okay. Uh, he's the youngest member of the group, and he is actually the son of a uh, South Korean singer and producer named Yoon Sang. And his mom is an actress, Shim Hejin, but I don't know what she's been in. She probably doesn't act anymore. I guess she's been raising her kids in uh, America because he was born in Massachusetts, but I was reading articles that he like lives in New Jersey because he was going to be a swimmer there, but I guess now he wants to be a K-pop star. I don't know. The... Maybe swimming didn't work out for him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh my God. Can you, can you mad, uh, whatever. It's just no, just say it. Say can it. you imagine just like being a kid in Boston with famous parents and just like making the decision? Oh, I just hey, like uh, yeah, but famous parents in Korea, right? Like in 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 America, they're probably like, "Who the heck are your parents?" Well, right, right. Could you imagine that? Like fun fact: when you started school, it's like, oh, my dad's like a big singer in Korea. You know, like oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like obviously, Anton got the hookup. Oh, yeah, Anton. You're not just some kids swimming in Boston becoming a member of an SM group. This is all me just saying the speculation, but I'm thinking, like, he probably wanted to be a swimmer, trying that route, and then maybe he wasn't as good, and he's like, what's my other route? Oh, yeah, my parents are celebrities. I could probably have a hookup in SM, you know? (laughs) I don't know. This were his two career paths, swimmer or idol. (laughs) Yeah. Swimmer or star. Oh my god. All right. All right. So let's go watch their Get a Guitar music video and see what we think about them. All right. Let's go. As aunties that we are. <laughs> hey. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like A N T I. No, 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 no. no. Like aunties yeah. because we're old I gotcha. and they're like babies. I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. 
I freaking love them. I love them. I They're love them so too. adorable. From the beginning, the song like hooked me in. It is so SM, you know, like everything about it was like the music, the dance, the the choreography, like even their facial expressions. I was watching them in the end. They're so adorable. They're so good. I'm really excited. And the guy that does the guitar, I was just looking up. His name is Wonbin, and he's known for his excellent performance and guitar skills. That guitar sounded so good. Yeah. I absolutely, like, that is the kind of song that just is right up my alley. Like, right mm-hmm. up my alley. You're an SM girl. Oh, You're I am. an SM girl. I am. <laughs> but, like, it's like that Bruno Mars sound. Yes, yes. I guess that's emotional pop. Now we know what that is. I like it. I guess so, but give me like a dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, like, and even when they were doing that and they had like, it was part of the choreography. They were doing like a special thing and it was like a guitar like move. Like, I love everything about it. I'm so excited. I'm going to stand these guys out. I, I, should I pre-order? I should pre-order their album. I should be one of those one million people. Girl, do it. I'm looking up their ages to see. Oh, they're young. Yeah, I have that. Oh, no, they're fine. That. Yeah, but they're still young. I mean, so the, yeah, the oldest yeah. are not, 22. I'm not going to be a creep. I'm not going to be no, no. 20 I mean, years okay, older so, than them. Like, So the oldest is 22. They're born in 2000. <laughs> I mean, they're millennium. So Shotaro, um, Unsok, and no, so those two are 22. And then Sungchan and Wonbin. They're 21. Yeah. And the and other three are 19. Are they all 19? Is one younger? I think one is... Oh, Anton's 19. Okay, but he's like the maknae. Um, They're so cute. Like, fresh faces. This is exactly the kind of debut you'd want from them. Beautiful voices, too. I'm really excited for them. I was like, ah, okay, another boy group. But I that that's good. That's a good... And when was the last time... Has it been NCT? Like, when was the last time they've had a new group, right? They haven't had one in a while. Yeah, I don't know. They just keep coming out with different NCT things. I know, but I'm kind of over that. I'm like, whatever. Like, I can't I can't with the new members, graduation members. Like, I can't wrap my head around that. It's just too much for me to keep track of already with so many groups. Just give me a group so I know who it is, who's in it, what's going on. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I will, I will uh, keep my eyes out for them. I wonder if they have any other songs out yet. I think this song just came out, though, so probably not. I don't know. I loved it, though. As soon as it started, I was like, I love this. And then it never... Yeah. The thing that I really, really appreciate about it is that it never led me astray. It was like, Mm -hmm. it started, Mm -hmm. I knew what kind of song it was, and then it just Mm -hmm. carried that through to the end. It didn't get weird. It didn't change the vibe. There wasn't a really uncomfortable rap. Yeah. Like, oh my god, you're right. You're right. It was like it was like you're not they're not trying to insert something to insert it, you know? It was like just from beginning to end what we want, you know, what we should expect from them. And even the vi- the video was just fun. Like boys having yeah. fun, you know? It reminded like me of like shiny view. 
minus the girls and getting hit in the head with a bottle. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but that <laughs> the, sounds intense. The fear music video, where it was like the first time that they were dressed in like street clothes and they were just dancing and having fun and it was just like... Yeah. Whatever. So it was just like, yeah, them like dancing, having fun, like riding a skateboard they, they, that was a guitar. Do give me, they do give me more shine. Because then I'm, I'm thinking like big SM groups like Super Junior, EXO, then Shiny. They give me more Shiny vibes over like an EXO or a Super Junior, right? But yeah. I like it. I, I love like it. it. I like these boys. All right. I think, we, I think we've uh, tortured the people enough. <laughs> <laughs> an hour into the show oh my god well this may this may be our longest show i don't know i we went pretty hard on the virtual k-pop idols and it is our worst performing (laughs) episode so (laughs) oh my god you know what if you've made it this far please make sure to follow us on instagram and youtube at k-pop hachi we have not been posting on Instagram, but now that I know that Olivia has all this experience from Koreaboo to draw upon, we should probably <laughs> make this happen. Um, and also, please, please rate us on Apple Music and Spotify if you enjoyed the show. It actually does really help us. So if you are on Spotify, if you could please click the little star thing um, on the main page for our podcast and give us five stars or give us four stars or three i mean you can be honest it will absolutely hurt our feelings but it's okay like at least we know someone's listening yeah let us know and that we can listening. improve we'll put that in our kpis we'll improve get five stars <laughs> um also make sure to turn notifications on in spotify by clicking the bell icon if you want to be notified of new episodes when they're uploaded um, we are averaging an episode a month this year. We're going to go for two a month starting next year, but... <laughs> no, no, we, we can do it. And we definitely need to post more on Instagram. I just need the time. Like, back then, that was my full-time job, girl. But... I know. <laughs> um, if yeah, any Singaporean investment companies who are giving money to attract want to fund us to do the podcast... Oh, yeah, we don't need much. We don't need much. So we're, we're here. We're open. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye.